Well, ultimately, the the whole point of being an entrepreneur usually is to have some level of flexibility and control over your life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and there are different models to look at when even in travel, there are different models and different business models to explore in terms of, you know, how you set up your business and how you run your business and things of that nature. Um, I, I do think that probably one of the most important pieces of it is just that you set your goals, you set your level of success and realize that there are so many different components to that. Hey, travel advisors, you are listening to the Travel Biz CEO podcast by Kinship Travel Academy. It's not enough to just love travel. You need to have the appropriate business systems, marketing strategies, and mindset tune-ups and coaching to make it in this business and step into the role of CEO. That's why we focus on all three. We are Wendy, Ashley, and Crystal, your hosts of Travel Biz CEO and the founders of Kinship Travel Academy. We are three travel advisors that saw a glaring need in the travel industry, the need to look at the whole advisor. Through our own travel business journeys, we all joined communities and signed up for courses and masterminds to help push us to the next level. And all of them ended up falling short of our expectations. That's why we started Kinship Travel Academy, where we focus on the mind, body, and soul, or the marketing, business operations, and mindset of a travel advisor. It's a program for modern travel advisors created by modern travel advisors. Welcome to the next chapter of the travel industry. Okay, what are we talking about? Start us off. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Travel Biz CEO podcast. Today, I'm joined, as always, with Crystal Eicher and Wendy Livingston-Guth. I'm Ashley Medish-McCoy, one of the co-founders of Kinship Travel Academy. And we wanted to talk about what success looks like to you versus just the general societal slash travel industry definition of success. We always see in materials that are published by the trade in the travel industry that so-and-so sold X amount of sales and -and so-and-so has X amount of ICs and, you know, blah, 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 all these measures that might define someone's success. But what we found as we work with other agents and just examining our own goals in life We all have different definitions of success, and we want to have a conversation about this to basically say that your idea of success is a perfectly good idea for success, and it doesn't have to be some standard that someone else created. I think the first question is, how do you define, what are the steps you would take to define that for yourself? Well, I'll start, I guess. (laughs) I actually do this in a fun little strategic annual planning exercise slash workshop that I've created and done with many other agents over the years. The very first step is daydreaming, basically, where you sit down and whether you do this with like, oh, what are they called? A vision board where you're cutting out pieces of a magazine or writing in a journal however you best daydream and like record your thoughts and dreams, you go through and think about every aspect of your life and create a fully detailed vision, as much detail as you can vision for it. Like 
I want to live in a bungalow with, you know, a big backyard and I want to have a soaking tub and I want to manage multiple businesses, but not work 60 hours a week. And I want to work with a diverse team. You look at multiple areas of your life, your relationships, money, whether you have a housekeeper, all the different things. And you just basically throw it up all out there. And that's kind of step one. Anybody want to take it from there? Yeah. So I want Wendy to talk about that. because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, and it's also, and it's, I, I do a similar exercise as well, where you really, it's like creating the perfect day. Mm-hmm. And I love that love you're that. talking about making it as all inclusive in terms of most of us don't live solely for our businesses so it's taking into consideration that normally a wheel of life has 10, eight to 10 different factors on it. And it's relationships, family, um, yeah, your environment, financial, um, self-satisfaction, fitness. There's, so, there's a lot of different components that go into that. I love when you both say, you know, it's not just necessarily financial. I think for a lot of us, if this is the second career or <laughs> third career, that there are there are a number of factors that come into play when you're defining success. Well, and what I what I found most important about this exercise, the first time I did an annual strategic planning session and I really tried to define success, there were two things at play. One, we get a lot of external noise that try to define that for us. You should be making six figures. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. Starting out with that first step of articulating your detailed vision really roots you into why you're doing this, why you are in business for yourself. Why do we keep banging our head against the wall as entrepreneurs sometimes, because it does feel like that sometimes. And also it puts it into a sense of reality. This is a business and whether that business is there to sustain your own travel expenses, to sustain itself as a hobby or to sustain as a money-making independent business, it's good to know that up front because that's where all the rest follows. So knowing your goals and knowing what it is that you want and articulating your vision there's a part of that that comes into with, well, what resources do you already have? Like if you want that bungalow that you had just referenced and the fancy brand new car, but you are uh, fortunate enough to be married to somebody who is able to help provide all the financial things for that already. Well, the pressure isn't on as much for you to make six figures necessarily. That being said, if you don't have that in your life, and that's not, that's not a part of your reality, your planning looks differently. And again, it's just, but starting out with those big hairy goals with what that vision is, what that perfect day is, it gives you a sense of direction and it gives you a why, and it gives you a little bit of a root into your goals and what it is that you want to work towards. I just want to say that I feel that in and there's a reason for it. In host agencies, there's recognition and rewards for people who are big producers. 
And the reason for that is a host agency is a business and they get a cut from your commissions and they get better commission rates and they get, oh, what is the term? Uh, additional bonuses for meeting certain sales thresholds that go directly to the, the host agencies from suppliers. So of course, there's a reason to celebrate and promote six-figure, seven-figure travel businesses. But I think a lot of people, like Wendy was saying, this is her second, third career, come in here either working on it part-time or as sort of supplemental retirement, or maybe it's more of just a lifestyle choice. They want, they don't want to fully retire. They don't want to fully like jump into a, you know, busy career. They love travel. They're perfectly content working 20 to 30 hours a week on client stuff and maybe making $20,000 a year and also getting some of their client, you know, their personal travel subsidized in a way by the travel discounts that they receive. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And as long as you've identified that that's what success looks like to you, because, you know, your everything else in your life is stable and that's what you want out of this career, then that's fine. Forget the pressures to sail seven figures worth of travel. And also there's the reality that (laughs) in some parts of the country, $50,000 is a perfectly great household income. Whereas where I live, you can't get a house for less than a million dollars in, you know, a thousand square feet. So there's so many factors that go into what would be successful for someone. And I know Wendy has something to say. Well, I was just going to add that you know, and this is something that we've talked about quite a bit, is really it's looking at your values. What, what, is, what is important to you? You know, I had an opportunity to sit down to really dig into, and I myself personally, while there was an element of security, there was also very big in terms of community. And so the travel for me is as much having my Facebook group and having that community and that, that belonging and creating the adventures with them as it is when we've talked about this as well, it's, it's like the word sustainable. I want a sustainable income. So, and whatever, you know, whatever that is. Well, it's, so I love how it's, it comes into like many different definitions and to circle back to what you had said, Ashley, about what host agencies do is they put, you know, people up on the leaderboard and a lot of people will have like comparison issues with that. Like they must not be as great or as good or as successful as those people because they're not selling as much. And again, rooting back to that first step of like articulate your detailed vision and and then to piggyback what Wendy said, articulate your values. If you are in your second and third career or, uh, you know, at any stage in life, I don't think that I personally, even this is not my second or third career. I'm 36 years old. I have young kids at home. I want this to be my career Mm -hmm. at the same time. I don't want to work the amount of hours it would take to have a million dollar in sales business. I have friends who are TAs who are doing a million dollars in sales and their schedules are bananas Mm -hmm. and wouldn't fit in with my current family lifestyle, the current situation that I am in. That being said, I have personal goals that I want to meet and I want the financial independence and things like that. So it's like I'm somewhere in between. 
but mm -hmm. being able to put, you know, pen to paper and put a value on that and then work backwards. I think that's a really valuable thing because it gives you a peace of mind that one, it's obtainable. It's the idea we talked about earlier today, the idea that you can invest, become a travel agent for $300 and make a million dollars the first year or even a hundred thousand dollars the first year is that's a unicorn. That's, that's an urban legend that that doesn't really work. It's not duplicatable. It's something that you do hear about on occasion there are the stars align for certain people in this industry and they go gangbusters and they work. But there is a reality of the necessary capital contributions it takes to be an agent and all of the things that need to go into that. And, you know, new level, new devil. So the higher up you get in those sales and the higher up you get in those levels, that's, it doesn't necessarily get easier. Sometimes it gets more complicated. And when we were talking about this earlier today, we were talking about you get to a point where you're, where you're having to choose, do I want to sustain at this level or do I want to scale? Yeah. And I think it's interesting because I've been listening, we've all three have been listening to a lot of just online business community podcasts and blogs and stuff. And uh, one that I follow has been talking a lot about how in the online business community, people are always bragging about revenue, but they never talk about expenses. They never talk about actual profit or income. And I think that's particularly true because the, our bragging badge in the industry is sales, which doesn't reflect actual commissions. Or so You could go out there and work your butt off and sell $500,000 worth of air tickets. And at the end of the day, make $5,000 because air tickets aren't super heavy on the commissions. So we're out there flashing our sales, but we're not really talking about our revenue, which is our commissions or our service fees. And further, we're not talking about the expenses that it takes to get to those sales levels in terms of advertising, virtual support, um, everything it takes to take a norm, run a normal business. And then of course, the next step would be profit. I mean, nobody wants to flash around their profit, but like, I just, I guess I get worked up when people are always talking about um, sales, because to me, that means nothing. It could mean that you, you yeah, you sold a million dollars in travel stuff, but was it all, was it half of the airlines to which you made $5,000 in commissions on? I don't know. So sorry for getting worked up there, but. You never have to apologize for getting yeah. worked up, but it's good points. And that is something that's really important to remember when you are doing the comparison game, especially right now in the pandemic situation, because marketing and analytics and numbers can be so manipulative. You know, I know that's that Ashley and I've seen together. Yeah. The statistics and polls don't often mean a lot to me because we can interpret the data however we really want to. It's the stories that we tie to those numbers that are super important. And that's my background in PR and advertising at play. I'm always skeptical of numbers. And so you always have to understand like, what are the intentions of sharing these things? And it is an old school marketing tactic to flash big sales numbers. And that's supposed to motivate you to work towards those sales numbers. I think the idea that we're pitching today is that you should have your own self, you know, your own definition of success and be working towards that number. And everything that you are competing against should be internal as far as trying to move the needle in your own business forward in comparison to last month. If that is the 
decision you make when you come to that split in the road of scale, sustain, scale, sustain. I would imagine we're all in kind of a scale mode right now because of the nature of most of our businesses. I don't think anybody wants to sustain this certain this situation. <laughs> but it, you know, at any given point, though, we all have to make the personal decision to say, this is what I want. This is how I'm going to get it. And that's where the strategic planning comes in. And, and it starts with your own definition of success. And I think it starts with the permission for it to be lower. And that doesn't make you a dabbler. And that or doesn't higher. make you- Hmm? Yeah, or higher. Don't be afraid to say I want to collect a $10,000 salary after all my expenses every month. It, uh, anything's no. fine. But there's no wrong answer here. And so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really tired of hearing, oh, if you're not wanting a million dollars in sales, you're just a dabbler. If mm-hmm. you are not wanting to work super, if you're not willing to hit this super level, you are not really serious about this business. Well, eh, maybe, maybe not. But again, that's really not for anybody else to decide, but you. Well, ultimately, the, the whole point of being an entrepreneur, usually, is to have some level of flexibility and control over your life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and there are different models to look at when even in travel, there are different models and different business models to explore in terms of, you know, how you set up your business and how you run your business and things of that nature. I, I do think that probably one of the most important pieces of it is just that you set your goals, you set your level of success and realize that there's so many different components to that. I mean, I can mm-hmm. speak personally, you know, I have teenagers <laughs> who are just going back to school and the time that I have to commit to anything has completely changed and shifted. And if I was adamant, you know, adamantly set on, and not to mention we're in the middle of a pandemic, it just travel isn't happening. But if I had been adamant about Um, I have to still maintain a certain, you know, income, a certain level, a certain level of success. um, I would have gone crazy. Um, I I would have just been, it would have just been an even uglier um, 2020. So it's realizing that success can be very nuanced as well. And that it's not just financial, it doesn't just have to be financial numbers. It, again, there's a, a very wide way, range of success. And to sit down definitely annually, I tend to look at things quarterly to sit down and just have a heart to heart with yourself. Where am I? Where am I going? How am I doing? Those sorts of things um, can really help because through this you know, it, it's really understanding that and having the confidence in yourself to make these, um, to make these, these judgment calls. I mean, ultimately it's, it's your life. And I, I think that many of us are at that point or we strive to be at that point where what we do and how we determine success is tied to happiness. It's tied to 
you know, other intrinsic, intrinsic values. It goes back to your why. Exactly. 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 And your perspective and your perspective in all of this, because there is such a thing as quite frankly, if you didn't close up shop at the end of 2020, you are a success because you were able as a business owner to pivot, to make the hard choices, to make the necessary changes. Because if you were living high on the hog with a lot of support and a lot of expenses, but no income the rest of the year, you probably drove yourself out of business really, really fast. Mm-hmm. That is success. And it had nothing to do with the sales goal. If you are watching incremental increases in closing your sales and closing clients right now for future travel, that is a success. Success comes in so many different ways, but the idea that it must be tied to um, this minimum number or you're just doing it wrong or this. this Oh, I just want to, sorry. I just want to throw a real, like real talk out there real quick. If you had to go get yourself a part-time J-O-B to pay your bills and you're still keeping your travel business open on the side, however, that is successful too. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big because or job whatever like we all know that the three of us are privileged in that we have spouses that are able to weather us through this particular storm but not everybody out there is like that some people depend on this career to put food on the table and this last year it hasn't really been possible for most people so getting a job is good for you <laughs> that wasn't because you were unsuccessful as a travel yeah. agent it was because it was because there was a global pandemic at play that directly <laughs> affected yes. your business yeah yeah and it has no reflection on future success either yep. yeah absolutely not absolutely not there's there's just not any correlation there and that's why we felt so strongly to get on and talk about this today that mm-hmm success is personally driven and from your, and and no, and it's from your vantage point, nobody can define it for you. And if you think about it, and I think we all should pat ourselves on the back, having been through 2020, if you have gotten through 2020 healthy, with, you know, family intact and friends intact, able to have a roof over your head, food on the table, those sorts of things that then, then your year was probably successful. Mm-hmm. And if you're homeschooled kids, you're a gosh darn hero. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Think of all the different jobs you took on in the last year that you didn't sign up for. <laughs> so just to, to close it up, I don't want to go too far into the strategic annual planning, but you know, I want to quickly summarize what that looks like. So how you can kind of get to your success path. So the first step would be to identify your detailed vision, articulate your, your vision for your life in in your ideal world. Step two would to, would be to assign monetary value where possible to all of those pieces, you know, your dream house, personal chef, a, you know, multiple family vacations a year, create monetary values and what that would cost on an annual basis to accomplish that. Step three and four are about analyzing your past performance in your business and seeing specific metrics like the average commissions, 
you know, you're making the conversion rate, your revenue, your income, and then um, just basically plugging it into a projection chart to see based upon your growth, your, your past performance growth over the however many years you've been in business, what you can expect to do over the coming years based on the trend that you've encountered, which is frankly a little difficult to do after this last year, because let's hope that no other year is like this last year. <laughs> but you can play around with the numbers a little bit to kind of get an idea of a realistic goal for growth. And then the fifth step would be to basically marry up that projection that you've created and come up with a real actionable plan you can take this year in terms of how many bookings do you want to make? How much commission is your target for per booking? With that, how many leads you need to get your, your bookings fulfilled based upon your conversion rate? There's a lot of details here, and I'll just check out the details on our website at kinshiptravelacademy.com. We'll link it in the show notes where you can get some more details on that. Um, but it's a process that you can go on your own or we have a super easy to follow. Well, it's not easy. This is hard work to do, but I've tried to make it as easy as possible <laughs> for you to do. Actually, <laughs> the numbers part for me. Yeah. Um, so she simplifies that part. You have to articulate the vision and assign the value. You've got to provide the numbers, but she helped analyze them. She helps you walk through a way to analyze and crunch those numbers, which is invaluable. And I can say as a person who, you know, did this process for serendipitous traveler and walked through it, what it does is it takes the pressure of having external things decided for me that that is hard for my personality to take on a good day. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to shut out the noise though. At the same time, you get into this weird comparison game of comparing your chapter four to someone's chapter 27. And that's never a good rabbit hole to go down. But if I could really look about where do, what do I really, really want? Where do I want to be? And now I can backwards plan the actionable steps it's going to take to get there. The clarity that I get from that mm -hmm. and the relief I had from that in a non-pandemic setting, mind you, mm -hmm. to know what my goals were, <clears throat> what I needed to do in my business and now create all the strategies of marketing, all the strategies that it was going to take to get that instead of always being on this hamster wheel of I must sell, I must sell, I must sell, I must sell, I must sell. Well, I mean, in reality, I needed to sell X number of trips a month. And once I had hit that, everything above that was gravy and took pressure off the next month, for example. And that's just kind of how these sort of things work. But if you are letting outside forces drive your definition of success, it's really hard to get off that hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. Not to get totally off track, but what you're talking about is uh, reverse goal setting, which is actually a very powerful tool, one that I particularly like because mm -hmm. it seems, it, it, because it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense to work your way backwards with what you know you want and know you have and, and as opposed sometimes to, um, I guess, more arbitrary. But anyway, sorry, I digress. No, that's interesting. I wonder if like, is this a military term backwards planning? Cause that's what we would call it in the military is backwards planning. Interesting enough. It's part of positive psychology. Oh, okay. Yes. Perfect. yes. And could I add 
that mm -hmm. in the not too distant future, there'll be an excellent exercise in the Kinship Travel Academy membership group just on, on reverse. Um, it's like reverse, is it like reverse engineering? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly reverse goal setting. Yes. Yeah. Exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm excited about that now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we'll wrap it up there. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Well, I would love to hear if anybody listening would love to share what their, just a few comments about what your definition of success is, um, because I think it would be cool for us to just shout it out to the universe that, you know, this is what I want and share it with each other and we can cheer each other on. So feel free to let us know what your definition of success is. As always, continue the conversation in Travel Agent Training and Mentorship Facebook group. Link in show notes. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you got something great out of today's episode. If you were wondering where you are out of balance in your travel business, take our free quiz at kinshiptravelacademy.com backslash quiz to find out and receive free resources to help bring you into alignment in your travel business. And if you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag us at Kinship Travel Academy or hashtag Travel CEO. Also, if you loved us, don't forget to leave a review and be sure to hit subscribe. Here's to you. See you at the next level. Crystal here and I wanted to pop in here at the end and let you know of an exciting announcement. Enrollment for Kinship Travel Academy membership is now open forever. No more closed windows, no more wait list, just meeting you where you are when you need it. It's been a really rough year for travel advisors, so no more scarcity mindsets, no more FOMO tactics, no sleazy sales stuff. We are leaning into our values and opening up membership year round forever and ever and ever. Amen. So we hope you can join us there. If you want more information, there's a link in the show notes, but you can also find us at kinshiptravelacademy.com. For more information about our membership program, you can also visit us at kinshiptravelacademy.com backslash membership or post a question in our travel agent training and mentorship Facebook group. We are super excited to welcome you to the team. Here's to you and here's to taking it to the next level.